This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Hey, New Life. We are going to jump into our teaching time right now, and we're continuing in the series that we've been walking through together called Ride the Wind. And we've been looking at how God invites us to to partner with him in in our ongoing journey of faith and spiritual growth that that god provides his spirit jesus promised to send the holy spirit to come into our lives and and to work with us and transform us and change us from the inside out as we partner with him as we raise our sails and let the holy spirit move us deeper in the journey that we're called into. And, and I love that. I love that this growth that God has for us, this new life that Jesus offers us is, is not a passive kind of life. It's, it's a life in which we get to partner with God as He does a work and we experience growth. And, and we've looked at ways that God actually partners with us, things that He wants to do that allow us to experience growth in our journey and story. And so today we're going to continue talking this through together. And Today we're going to look at how we actually get to play a part in the stories that God wants to tell through our lives, impacting the lives of other people. And so let me ask you a question as we get started. Let me ask you kind of a simple question. But do, do you have dreams for your life? Like, do you actually want to live a life of meaning and purpose? Maybe a silly question because I've not actually known too many people who would say, no, not really. I'm just kind of shooting for average. My goal is mediocrity. I, I think most of us would say, no, I, I want to live a life that matters. I want to live a life of meaning and purpose that has a positive impact in the lives of other people. And if that's your dream for your life, guess what? You're not the only one who has that dream for your life. God also has that same dream for your life. I love how one of the early Christian leaders, Paul, writes this, helping us understand how God does a work in our lives. God sends Jesus into this world to rescue us and restore us so that we can begin to live the life we were meant to live. And so Paul writes this in Ephesians 2.10. He writes these words, and this is what he says. He says that we are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And I I love that because what that means is that God has dreams for our lives. He's got good things that he's planned for us, good things he wants to invite us into, good things that we can step into and and experience as he works with us, things that he wants us to be a part of. And we experience that life by partnering with him, by following Jesus into this new life that he has for us. And so what that means is that following Jesus is is not a spectator sport, as if all we really are supposed to do is tune in on a Sunday morning and and somehow think that that's the extent of what it means to follow after Jesus, that, that we just watch some churchy stuff and then carry on throughout the week. Like, no, actually... He calls us into the game. He calls us to be a part of the adventure and helping others discover that same new life that we're finding in Jesus. I mean, imagine this, if you will. I've got a lot of friends that are huge sports fans. 
I'm, I'm sort of a sports fan, depending on what we're talking about, but I know some people, they're like diehard sports fans, and they've got all the paraphernalia, the sporting goods, gear, and everything, and man, they love their, their games, they're the sports that they follow, and, and yet a lot of times they've never actually played the game, but they love to watch the game. So, so imagine if we could go to your favorite game together, whatever that would be. Maybe it's the, the Giants versus, I don't know, another team. But like, here we go, and it's an exciting game, and we're there, and we've got great seats. We're right on the field. We could take it all in, and there we are cheering on and spectating. And then imagine if in the middle of that game, the coach just calls a timeout and looks to the crowd and, and looks to where you and I are seated and, and then walks up to us and says to you, hey, I've got a role for you. I, I want to put you in the game. How would you feel in that moment? I, I mean, as a fan, I think you'd be excited at one point, but probably a little freaked out like, hey, I, I like the game. I just don't know if I can play the game. And, and yet this is what Jesus does when he calls us to follow him. When he says, follow me, he, he calls us to follow him and to step into a new life with him so that we can step into the good things that God has prepared for us, that God has planned for us to do, which is exciting because that means that there's this journey of faith that, that is so much more than simply being spectators. But it can also be kind of scary because how do we know if we can actually do the things that God has prepared for us, that God has planned for us? And so our good news, the hope that we can have is that when Jesus says, follow me, he doesn't stop there. He doesn't say, hey, follow me and good luck. I hope that works out for you. No, Jesus actually promised to give us his spirit to work in our lives. And man, when the Holy Spirit shows up in our stories, he empowers us so we can do the things that Jesus calls us into, that God has prepared for us. Jesus said this to his first followers in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. He's, he's getting ready to, to send the Holy Spirit. He says, hey, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will empower you. And you will be my witnesses in the city and beyond. Like wherever you go, you will be able to represent me because the Spirit of God will be at work in your life. And so what that means is that the Holy Spirit shows up so we can move beyond spectating and become full participants in this life that God has for us. We get to play in the game and, and we do this by taking what God has given us and using it for the benefit of others. And P Peter, one of the early followers of Jesus, Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends, he, he talks about this in one of his letters that he writes to the first Christians to help us understand that we've got a role to play, that God's got a purpose for us and his spirit will empower us to, to live this life. And so Peter writes this, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11, this is what he says. He says that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. So use them well to serve one another. And he goes on to give some examples or some for instances of what it could look like. And so he says, hey, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Well, do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. That, that however you've been gifted, God, His Spirit will be at work in you, giving you the ability to act it out for the benefit of others. And he goes on and he says, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. So all glory and power to Him forever and ever. Amen. 
They say, we, we actually step into a bigger life. We step into a greater life because when we're taking what God has given us and using it for the benefit of others, we experience God's glory lived in our life, His beauty and goodness, more of that. That's this bigger life that, he steps, that we get to step into as God shows up and gifts us to serve people around us. And, and there's some great implications for our lives and like, like what Peter's talking about here and this, this idea of God at work in our story. One of the implications of what Peter's talking about is this. Our best life is not one that's lived focused on ourselves. No, actually, our best life is, is found in serving other people. That's what God has gifted us to do. And, and Peter writes this because this is what Jesus taught him. And this is what Jesus showed him. And Jesus said, hey, the, the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to, to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And, and then Jesus taught us that God's kingdom is so different than the world, which the world tells us, hey, you're number one, look out for number one. And Jesus like, no, God's kingdom is radically different. If you want to be great, learn to serve because the first will be last. God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Your best life is lived in serving others, seeking to do what's best for the people around you. See, when we do that, we're never more free than when we're no longer hung up on ourselves. And that's why God gifts us so we could serve other people. Another implication of what Peter's talking about is this. It's that you have been gifted to serve others others. And see, there are all sorts of gifts that God gives us. Peter just lists a couple as examples, the idea of teaching or the idea of helping other people. If you read in one of the other writings by by a guy named Paul in Romans 12, he lists some of those gifts that God has given us. And, And when you begin to discover how you're gifted, you realize, I've got something to bring to the table for the benefit of others. And I'm going to trust that God will empower me to use this for the sake of other people. And yet maybe as we talk about this, you're thinking, well, I, I don't know how I've been gifted. I, I'm one, and you're wondering what your part is to play in light of what God would want, the things he's prepared for you. Or maybe you do know how you've been gifted, but you're struggling right now with finding your outlet to use that gift for others. I mean, COVID has wreaked havoc in so much of the ways that we would normally operate. And, and yet in those moments, it's easy when we don't, maybe fully know how we've been gifted or we don't know how to, use, how to find outlets for our gifts. It's easy in those moments to, to default into a sit back and wait posture. And when we do that, when that happens, we actually begin to miss out on the things that God has for us, the things that he's prepared for us, the purpose of being gifted in the first place. And here, here's what I want to encourage us as, as a church, as, as people in the season with so many things of challenge that we're facing that regardless of whether you know how you've been gifted or not, regardless of whether you have an outlet for your gifts in this season, here's something that you and I know about this based on what Peter was telling us. We can understand what the purpose of being gifted is. The purpose of being gifted is to serve others. Which means that if we adopt a posture of looking for opportunities to serve others, we don't have to worry about, I have to know my gift before I do something, or I have to find the outlet. I can actually just have a posture of serving and let God open up opportunities for me. See, because the way we discover our gifts and the way we discover outlets for giving is by intentionally looking for the opportunities that God gives us to serve people around us. 
by stepping into those opportunities and trusting that the Holy Spirit will empower us so we can serve. And let me tell you, this is something that I've discovered in my own journey along the way, that, that when an opportunity presents itself to, to serve another person or serve people, that's God's invitation to step into a greater kind of life, to step into a bigger life. And, and see, so we grow by raising our sails in that moment and trusting that the Holy Spirit will empower us for the moment that God is putting in front of us as we step in. Trusting that the Holy Spirit will give us what we need so we can serve, so we can step into the field, we can play the game, play our parts for what God has for us. And see, I believe that if we ask God to give us eyes to see what He sees, we'll discover opportunities all around us to live a greater life, to step into moments to serve others. And so let's talk through some of the places, some of the opportunities where maybe God is creating opportunities for you right now to serve others and to step into a bigger life, trusting that His Spirit will empower you. So how about with your family? How about as you're walking through life right now in the season, there's opportunities to serve your family. I, I know I, I kind of have this love-hate relationship right now with sheltering in place. There's times that it's just a beautiful time where we get to be tight together as a family, but there's also times where it's like, I, I need a timeout, I need a break, I need my own space. I, I think of that song that Chicago sings, even lovers need a holiday. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, hey, God, I need a break. And, and yet there's opportunities in this time to say, how can I serve my family in ways that maybe I wouldn't have always done? One of the things that I've realized, I, I kind of get up first early in the morning, kind of the, the early bird in our, our house. And somewhere along the way in COVID, I began to get up and just recognize that, hey, we've got a bunch of dishes that pile up over the course of the day, of the day and, and somebody needs to take care of this and get it done. And you know, sometimes it would be easy for me to say, well, that's not my responsibility. I, I'm working full time. I've got other things. Like This is the kid's responsibility or Christie's responsibility. And, and yet somewhere in that, God just kind of said, hey, Joel, this is actually an opportunity for you to serve your family. Why don't you take care of the dishes? Why don't you put them away? And, and as God began to show me that opportunity, I had to wrestle with him at first because I hate doing dishes. But then I began to think, God, this is a chance to serve my family. To, to prepare the space so when we wake up in the morning, things are clean and ready to go. My girls who are figuring out school in this time, Christy who's stepping back into working and serving her church as well. How can I serve our family? And as I've embraced that, I've actually started to lead and live a greater kind of life. And by that, I don't mean like I'm going to get some medal of honor for, for loading the dishwasher. Although if there was a contest, I think I'd win because I'm pretty good at it. But, what I mean by a bigger life and serving in this simple way is that God, God's grown my heart to want to serve my family more and more. Got to want to serve my family in this season as we're figuring out life together. And, and see, that's the beautiful thing about asking God to give you eyes to see and then stepping into those moments, trusting that He'll give you what you need to serve. God actually transforms you and grows your heart so that you want to serve the people around you. And that's what it means that we're his masterpiece. We're this work in progress that he wants to work in, but we play our part by stepping into the moments that he has for us. So what could that look like for you with your family? Because there will be opportunities there for you to serve in ways that God wants to use you. 
How about this? How about another area in which God wants to begin to awaken us to opportunities to serve? How about within the context of who we are as a church together in the season? Now, I, I know that this can be challenging for many of us because things right now are definitely not normal. Like the normal ways that we have done church have been incredibly disrupted because of COVID. Some of us had clearly defined roles in how we served in our church, whether it was around Sunday morning or in different areas. And, and it's been really hard to figure out, okay, these teams just seem like they're on hold because we can't do all the things that we used to do. And, and yet just because normal has been disrupted doesn't mean that there are not opportunities for you to serve others in this time. To begin to say, God, show me what you have for me. You've prepared things for me. You've gifted me, so help me find ways that I can serve the people, people around me in our church. So what, what, if, what would it look like if in your community group you, you embrace this mindset of recognizing that when you show up, you have something to offer those people you're walking through life with. That the church that gathers together in your community group, there's something for you to do for them. Your mindset was, God, give me eyes to see. Help me to listen and understand the stories that we're sharing and how I can encourage and walk with other people in this time. If you ask God to show you that, he'll give you opportunities to serve others in our church. Ask God to show you who needs help right now. Who are people that you can call and encourage and walk with? That, that instead of just kind of sitting back passively and, and wondering, well, I don't have a defined role. So God, give me moments where I can reach out to others. And I pick up the phone and I call and I encourage and love the people around me. But there will be opportunities as we ask and God leads us and guides us and show us. I mean, one of the best kind of prayers that we can pray is to ask God to show us the needs around us. And then how we can help meet those needs. So what about when it comes to serving in our church? What about serving through generosity in this season? We've been talking about how one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now because of the realities of COVID and everything that's hit is, is with our ongoing budget. With, with the, the cost of what it takes to be us. So we've got this building we can't fully use, but we need to continue paying for it. So when it's time to get back in, we have a place to gather as a church. And, and yet we're struggling because our, our, our money's given and our expenses are out of sync. And, and yet this is an opportunity for us to respond to that need. And I think sometimes a mistake that we make when it comes to something like generosity is, is we think, well, God, make me generous and then I'll give. And and yet what I think God would say is, no, start giving and watch as I awaken generosity in you. And so here's an opportunity in our church for us to say, God, what's my part to play for you to raise your sail and say, God, how can I help? And watch him awaken generosity in your life. But just because we're struggling with limitations on how to be church, it doesn't mean the opportunities are on hold. God has a place for you. God has a role for you. God has things for you to do in the life of our church. The limitations of COVID do not have to limit how we choose to serve each other as a church in this season. So ask God to show you the needs around you and how you can help meet those needs. And when the need arises, you raise your sail, trusting that God will give you what you need to meet the need of other people as you serve and watch God grow you into a greater kind of life. So with your family, there's opportunities. With our church, there's opportunities. 
What about with your friends and neighbors and the people that you're working with? That God has opportunities for you to serve them so you can help them discover who He is through your life. And I have seen people step into a bigger life because they were available for what God had for them, where they were available for what God wanted to do through them in someone else's life. I remember watching this with my friend Aaron back when Christy and I lived in LA years and years ago. Aaron and his family had just moved into a brand new house and were getting to know their neighbors. And so they met Brian and his family who lived right next door. And, and Brian's wife was actually a part of our church and was going to the church that we were all a part of at the time, but not Brian because Brian, Brian hated church. Brian thought church was just filled with judgmental hypocrites and probably not wrong because church is full of people in progress and some of us were hypocrites who were judgmental needing God to change our life. Yeah, for Brian, that was enough of a reason to say, I don't want anything to do with church. And, and so as Aaron is getting to know Brian and create, creating a relationship and seeing this as an opportunity, he had the sense that God wanted to use him to, to be a positive influence in Brian's life. And yet Aaron didn't really know what that looked like. He didn't know what to do. One time Aaron and I were hanging out and just talking through the things that God was doing in our lives. And he just felt like God has given him this opportunity with Brian. But what do I do? Because Brian's a gearhead. He was into motorcycles and engines and things like that. And Aaron's a surfer and he was into water sports. And he's like, I just, I don't really know what we have in common, but I feel like God's asking me to do something. And Aaron was telling me that Brian had actually refurbished a mountain bike and gave it to Aaron as a gift. Like, hey neighbor, I have a gift for you. And so as Aaron and I were talking, we are like, well, maybe that's an opportunity. Maybe there's a chance for you to have a positive influence in Brian's life. If Brian likes mountain biking, why don't you go mountain biking with him sometime? And, and sure enough, that opportunity presented itself. Aaron, not really knowing what to do other than to say yes and say, okay, let me be a good neighbor. Let me be a good friend. Aaron raised his sail and trusted that, that the Spirit would be working in him, empowering him to be that good friend to Brian. And, and so on one of those days, they go mountain biking together, just the two of them out into the hills. And Man, God showed up in a powerful way because they paused and were just kind of talking about life. And Brian began to break open about the things that he was trying to figure out in life, the struggles he was facing, and just recognizing that he needed help. And God began to move in Aaron's life. The Spirit began to work, and Aaron began to just share, let me tell you my story. Let me tell you the story of what I've seen God do in my own life. And, and that created a moment of connection. And, and out of that relationship created opportunity for, for Brian to actually give church a try. And God met him in that place. And he began to follow Jesus because of the influence of his friend, because of the influence of Aaron. Aaron was willing and able to serve because he was looking for the opportunity to serve others. You understand that there's opportunities all around us if we're willing to let God lead us into those places, trusting that we've been gifted and we're empowered by His Spirit to make a difference in the life of other people. So what are the stories? What are the stories that God wants to tell through your life? Because you are His masterpiece. And He has prepared things for you because He's given you a new life in Jesus. And Jesus empowers us through His Spirit to take part in the things that He has for us. So look for the opportunities all around you. Raise your sail and let the Holy Spirit move you into the good things that God has prepared for you. 
That's how we experience a bigger life. That's how we watch God move in us and through us. We live a bigger life by partnering with God's Spirit and using what He has given us to serve others. And so we ask that God would show us that. So that's, that should become our prayer. So let's pray for that right now. Like, God, as a church, would you give us eyes to see the opportunities around us? God, it's very easy to feel trapped or stuck or limited because of what's going on with COVID. And and yet we know that you're not limited. So would you show us what you have for us? Would you help us take what you've given to us and use it for the benefit of others? Give us eyes to see so we can serve others and be a positive influence in their life, helping them discover you, helping them to walk with you. Help us to see that with our families. Help us to see that in the context of our church. Help us to see that in places where we get to walk with others and represent you to them. Amen. New Life, we have so many chances to continue stepping into the life that God has for us. So don't miss those moments. We're going to go into this final song that Spike's going to sing for us. And it's a very familiar song. And yet I want you to think of this familiar song from this perspective of what we've been talking about today. Listen to this song with the ears of someone who knows they've been gifted to serve others and ask God to show you the opportunities he has for you to step into a bigger kind of life. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.